right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. We've got a couple of gents, and we're going to be talking a little bit about innovation in orthopedic surgeries. We've got, uh, he doesn't want to be called Dr. Scott uh, Trahel, but we're going to do that for now. But he's going to be just Scott going forward. So make a note of that, you listeners out there. And then we've got a gentleman by the name of Josh Van Doren, and he is with Core Physical Therapy. He is a physical therapist. Go figure. And they're out of the Illinois area. How are you two gents doing? Great. Thank you. This is great. Thanks. All right. All right. And so this is interesting. We're going to get, for the listeners out there, Scott, why don't you give us a little background, a little 411 on who you are and, and why you're such an incredible doctor? Uh, well, well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, my name is Scott Trenhale, and I practice at Ortho, Illinois. I'm an orthopedic surgeon and primarily focus on sports medicine injuries. I treat primarily shoulder, elbow, and knee injuries, and I've uh, been involved in not only private practice, but also in professional sports coverage and also the academic arena, as well as product development, innovation, research. Uh, see, that, that, that's pretty cool. Because I, I would imagine, how long have you been a doctor? I've been in practice for almost 20 years. You've seen a lot of changes. You yes, just I have. And, and, and uh, you said, you know, or you just sort of skirted upon it. Of course, my, my little uh, radar just peaked when you said you were in uh, uh, sports. What, uh, what, what, tell us a little bit about that. So I've been involved with, I did a sports medicine fellowship, which involves training to provide care for high-level athletes. And athletes could be anywhere from the high school level, the collegiate level, all the way up to the professional ranks. Currently, I'm a member of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks Medical Network, and we take care of the Rockford Icehogs, who is the AHL affiliate for the Blackhawks. A lot of our players go back and forth, so we, we're, in a, we're involved with the whole organization. So it's a lot of fun. So if I want tickets, could I get tickets from you? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. No. Hey, shut that door real fast, didn't you? I was hoping for something, <laughs> a little bit more dialogue on that one, but apparently that is impossible. Don't even begin to ask, Josh. Josh, <laughs> give us a little background on who you are, my friend. Uh, my name's for- Josh Van Doren. I'm a phys- Don't ask for tickets. <laughs> My name is Josh Van Dorn. I'm a physical therapist um, with Cora Physical Therapy in Marengo, Illinois, clinic manager. Um, I've got a board certification in orthopedic physical therapy and basically treat a a wide variety of issues and and post-op patients. Um, But I love the shoulder and and rotator cuff repairs, so I'm excited to talk more. All right, man. I got to tell you, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody put that in a sentence. But can I use that in a bumper sticker? I love shoulder and rotator cuff. I I, I think that that would look good on a bumper sticker. All right, doctor, we're going to fire out a question for you real quick. You talked and you briefly talked about that innovation component, right? And you're talking about the techniques. One, explain a little bit about that innovation, what that process might be. And then two, 
why 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 are you in, interested? I, I just it, it's an interesting topic. Can you explain to the listeners a little bit about that? So innovation is typically usually out of the out of the need for solving a problem that is constantly recurring over and over again. So challenges that we face potentially intraoperatively are always addressed by coming up with a new and better way to handle these problems. And typically the best solution is one in which it's uh, less invasive, it's potentially cost less and more efficient and safer for the patient. And if you can do all that and improve their outcome and the speed of recovery, then you've really accomplish something. See, you're just hitting on all cylinders on that uh, explanation. It's like, try to, uh, try to uh, argue about less cost, uh, more, a better recovery. You know, you're just nailing it. And I was going, yeah, yeah, good. Keep innovating, keep innovating. <laughs> so back to that innovation component. Do, do you just ask that question of why not, or you see a problem that keeps on happening and we do it this way, whatever, this is the way we always have done it, but I want to, I want to change that. Is there a way of doing that? How do you identify? I mean, gosh, he's, he, there's a ton of stuff out there. How do you identify where you want to go? Again, it's for instance, uh, my first real project that I worked on was back in 2006 and we were working on biceps tenodesis. And this is a procedure where you have to attach a tendon to the front of the shoulder. And it was a situation where we were just not able to do it arthroscopically on everyone. And so I developed a technique that allowed us to do all arthroscopic biceps tenodesis on every patient, thin, small, large, not so large. And that kind of kicked off the whole asking the question, how can we make things better and move forward? What was that aha moment? If, if it's like some you could do authors, I mean, and the other one is you can't. What, what, what mindset, what changed in that approach? What, it's like all of a sudden now we can do it. What did you do? Well, it's, with any kind of innovation, there's always incremental steps of improvement. And then there's a time when you yeah. reach the 50th step or the 75th step and you finally <laughs> cross over and say, well, if we can do that, then we can, and we don't even need steps one through 25. And you just sort of move on. And it's, it's a, it's a process. It's, it's typically never just one step, but a many little steps to achieve next level. Yeah, what's interesting about that. I, I think what fascinates me about this conversation is the fact that you you do it, right? You're just saying, I, I think we can, and, and you you mentioned all these steps and then all of a sudden, but if you weren't in the process of those steps, you would never get to the point of saying, well, oh, yeah, one through 25, that was a great experience, but we don't need those anymore because we're here now. And it, it is just all a part of that innovation, that energy, that uh, desire to, well, you know, do something a little less evasive. I like that. That's good. All right. So let's just talk a little bit about uh, when you do that, some of the tools, some of the, I, I, it just, it just sits there. It just, it didn't just stop with your, the shoulder, the bicep and all of that stuff. Then you started going down that road and you're saying, okay, we can innovate some more. We can do this. And you started looking at things a little bit different. So again, how do you, how do you approach it? And, and do you just sort of step back and say, aha, I can do something different there. Uh, well, you mentioned tools. Mm -hmm. And I think 
one of the things that we do is we use different devices to fix things, orthopedists fix things. And then once we fix these things, we hand them off to the therapist and say, okay, tag, you're it. Help me out. Here you go. And it, and the, the way to fix something and allow the therapist to do what they need to do sooner, more rapidly and diminish the healing uh, lead time, it, it makes everybody's job a little more fun and, and better for the patient. So how do you measure success? So you're doing something new, right? You're saying, okay, hey, I think we could do something new here. It's innovative. We're going to use these uh, unique tools and all of that good stuff. Uh, how do you measure success? I think I'll let Josh take that one. I mean, he sees the, he sees the successes and not successes, but. Well, I, don't uh, let us down, Josh. Uh, I mean, I'll let, I'll let him answer that. He just handed it over to you. Don't let us down. Cause you gotta, I mean, Dr. Scott has been <laughs> nailing it. Go ahead. Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, I think success is measured by returning patients to being able to do the, the daily or work activities that they haven't been able to do because of the injury. And um, it's kind of a simplified answer, but at the end of the day, that's basically what it comes down to and working with them to, to get to that point along the way. Usually after rotator cuff repairs, it's a pretty long road, but it's good when people get there. But let me ask you this. Uh, so Scott, you, you apply a new technique. You, uh, you, you apply some new innovation associated with this particular situation. And you, when you communicate with uh, uh, Josh and company, do you say, Hey, I did this. I did this a little bit differently. Can you, you know, treat them, treat them, and then report back on the success or challenges or whatever. Is that, is there a sort of a feedback loop on that? Yeah, I think there's always like the, the formal channels of referring a patient from one clinic to the other. And then there's always these nuances where patients have certain things wrong with them, like tissue quality may not have been as good as we'd liked or, or the size of the tear was larger than, than maybe what the report states. And so there, there are times where we have to cross communicate with each other and say, hey, this is a special one because X, Y, and Z. And uh, that's what makes a good relationship with regards to the surgeon and the therapist because it's a team approach. Yeah, you need that feedback loop. If you're doing something and it's innovative, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. If it's is if it's new and it's innovative and you're doing something different, that that has to be communicated to the therapist so that the therapist can say, "Got it, very good. Let me just and then let me treat and then and then report back on the success or you know ways of improving." Is that correct, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we usually are are sending progress notes, phone calls, emails, if, if, if issues pop up, but, um, yeah, having a, a good communication between the two channels is, or the two sides is, is huge. And that's something I'm learning as, as I keep growing as a therapist too, that when you're able to build those connections and kind of know what their expectations are, um, it's more effective for everybody involved. Yeah. Well, of course. And, and what fascinates me about this whole conversation is one, uh, Doctor, you've been in the, the you've been a physician for twenty years, right? And you've seen tremendous changes, and I, and and that to me is really important because then you know you could see the improvements, you could see things just the, and the new and 
the future looks bright. It's going to be cool. You know, and all of that great stuff because you're never satisfied with that status quo, right? You never are. So in the case of, uh, of a rotator cuff, let's just talk a little bit about that. I'm going to swing over to you, Josh. Let's talk a little bit about what, what does a typical rehabilitation of a rotator cuff look like? Uh, it's generally a pretty long process. Um, usually it'll vary uh, most of the time. So we have protocols that we work with that come from the surgeons. Um, most of the time, you're pretty much working along the same guidelines and you'll see slight little differences. Um, but typically a patient's wearing a sling for four to six weeks where first four to six weeks, you're basically protecting that repair and doing everything you can not to, not to stress that too much. Um, but you've got guidelines that you're working within where you're, you're still trying to be aggressive within those guidelines to, to maximize mobility and basically set them up for success once they're cleared and able to start doing more. So usually around the six or eight week mark, you're doing a lot more range of motion exercise. Um, but a lot of times patients aren't even really lifting any sort of load or weight until anywhere from eight to 12 weeks, depending on, on their specific protocol or procedure. So it's, it's usually a long process. Ooh, that is a long process. That is, but, but when do you make, when do when do you make that decision? It's like, okay, you're, you're almost getting back to normal. How long do you, how long do you think that that takes? I case by case, but let's sort of generalize it. I'd say most people around, around that 10 to 12 week mark are able to do a lot of basic daily tasks fairly well, as far as reaching and um, things like that. But when it comes to, to end game strength, I mean, we're talking usually a matter of, of months, a lot of times in a four to six month range. And it depends a lot on who the person is and what they're getting back to. If you've got a construction laborer, it's that end point's going to be a lot farther along than say somebody who's 68 years old and retired and, and just needs to be able to, to do some daily tasks and, and lift a lot lighter weight. So. Yeah. So I can't just all of a sudden, I, because I need to mow, I live in Louisiana, so I have to mow the lawn. So <laughs> I just can't jump out on that. And I got a pool back there and I just, so it just, it, it, but it, but it requires that effort that I work with you as a, as a clinician, as a PT clinician, I have to work with you. And then you'd start to then loop back with uh, Scott and say, okay, he's, he's, he's doing much better and he's got the right attitude and all of that good stuff. So back to you again, Josh, what type of advantages have you and, and successes have you seen uh, since working with uh, Dr. Scott? I mean, what have you seen? How, how long have you been a PT? I've been a therapist for seven years. So ah, good. getting there. You got some <laughs> chops. You got some chops. So yeah, what are the advantages? And rotator cuff repair, I mean, I would say it's probably one of the top couple surgeries that we see as far as how many that we see. Um, but I mean, I would say, honestly, in a lot of his patients, they seem to progress very well, very quickly. Um, I actually was talking to some of the other therapists that I work with in the area this morning and was asking them too the same question. And, and everybody had great things to say and said, patients usually bounce back, you know, as quickly as possible and they get great outcomes. So, um, wow. well, that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's back at you, Scott. I mean, that's, that's pretty doggone good. And, and we'll, we'll pull that out and just make sure that you get all of the praising stuff. That, yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the future. Where do you see it going? 
And this is to you, Dr. Scott, sort of think about that future. So, I mean, it, when we talk about orthopedics at large, and when we narrow that down into, say, soft tissue repair, rotator cuff surgery, the future is biology. We want to add biology to everything we do to increase healing rates and diminish the hmm. convalescence time that, that we have for these patients while they're going through the process. And so it's, it's really biology, 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 and all innovations pretty much lead to that road. Let all roads lead to that. That's interesting. So, so for the listeners that don't understand what you mean by biology, can you sort of give us a little background on what that means? Well, it could be mechanical biology. It could be more biologic biology. And what I mean by that is there's different, say with a rotator cuff, the whole point of it is to attach a soft tissue tendon to the bone and hold it there long enough so that the two, the two hold together, heal together, and then become durable enough so that it never tears again. Okay. So reattachment and then hold and durability for the rest of their life. If we throw biology at that problem, whether it be a whole myriad of things, stem cells or platelets or bone marrow aspirate or mechanical devices that create channels to improve bone marrow from the patient's own bone into the tendon repair or impregnated sutures that have chemicals on them that rev up the vascularity into the tendon. I mean, there's many ways to approach this, but it's all about biology. God, that's exciting stuff. And it's exciting for me because I'm an older guy and I, I figure I can last much longer because of doctors like you and, <laughs> and uh, professionals and PTs like you, Josh. That's what I'm looking forward to, living a longer life without as much pain. So as we wrap it up, uh, doctor, how, to, how does somebody get a hold of you saying, eh, he's, he's, he's speaking my language. I want to talk to him. How do I get a hold of you? Uh, you just call Ortho Illinois. The uh, main line is uh, online there, 815-398-9491. But uh, we're, uh, we're on the internet as well. So happy to help any way we can. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you, Josh, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, probably our website, CoraPhysicalTherapy.com is the easiest way because we've got clinics in multiple states at this point. So we're spread out. Me too. I definitely have that conversation. Where are you from? Oh, I'm over here. Where are you from? I'm down there. And it's like, I was surprised that you're not in Florida. <laughs> Put that on your wish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, you two, thank you very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. Absolute wonderful conversation. Enjoyed the innovation conversation. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side, so stay tuned.